0: Welcome to High Performance Equestrian, Science to Enhance Rider Performance. Today's episode is all about periodisation in equestrian sports and how it's not just for the horse, it is for the six-legged athlete. Periodisation is a key principle in athletic training, so I'll go over the theory of that, what exactly it is, and then how it's applied to equestrian sports specifically. You might be familiar with periodization in other sports. You might have heard rugby players or basketball players, for example, talk about being in pre-season, off-season, peak season. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. But you might think, are there actually seasons or cycles in training for equestrians like other sports? Actually, there are because there are for your horse and you might not really realise that you're training them In periods or cycles but you probably are if there are for your horse then there are for the rider because you are one athlete and it may be that you're doing a pretty good job training your horse in seasons or cycles making sure your horse works on specific things at certain times throughout the year or leading up to competition so that they can peak at just the right time but when do you think about yourself as an athlete I know quite a few riders might just leave it to the two weeks before a competition when they realize they don't fit into their comp jacket or something like that. And I really don't want riders just focusing on any health or fitness, wellness related goals in a lead up to a competition. That's when you want to maintain the fitness that you've built and make sure that you're rested and well nourished and hydrated leading into a competition so you don't show up tired. Planning out your training with periodization can mean that it is structured, it's purposeful, strategic, so you're not just getting bored going to the gym to be better next time you go to the gym, nor are you doing something that's designed for all riders or most riders, but you're doing something at the very point in time specifically that will help you excel and reach your riding goals and perform at your peak, when you most need to. This is why periodization is useful in training both humans and equines separately and together. What is periodization? It's altering the athlete's training volume and intensity over an entire season. Most high-level athletes use this training principle to allow the body to adapt to the conditioning safely. It's the deliberate manipulation of those training variables to optimize performance. It prevents overtraining and mental burnout and it also progresses performance. The variables that you might adjust in training could be the duration, the load or the volume and these are all planned out over a specific period of time to achieve these objectives and allow the athlete to peak at certain times which you basically want to line up with competitions. Periodization evolved from a concept called general adaptation syndrome so it was devised for athletes to maximize performance but it can be applied to general conditioning as well. It can be specific to one type of fitness, like just working on strength or cardiovascular fitness. It can be general athlete conditioning or sport specific. It can include all of these in different phases throughout the year. A really big benefit of periodization is preventing lack of improvement, known as plateauing. When you're working towards a fitness goal, most people end up exercising only at moderate intensities, neither allowing the body to adapt to higher intensities nor to recover from the lower intensities. Even in just general fitness conditioning, non-professional athletes, periodization can be an excellent way to keep progress in training, prevent that plateauing and also decreasing injury risk. Another benefit of periodization is when we taper or reduce the load at the end of a training cycle, and this can reduce the risk of injury between a training phase and a competition phase when the risk of injury can be greater. And those of you working with more advanced horses will know that at least half of it becomes about keeping the horse sound in those higher levels. And this is exactly the same for human athletes too. In general terms, a training year for an athlete will often have three phases of competition which are used to guide the training during that particular phase. The three phases are pre-season, in-season and off-season. If you're an equestrian, you might think, well, I just ride year-round and I sign up to a competition when it suits or when they're on. But if you have a good think about it, I think you'll be able to recognize where these phases are. If you're working with a new partnership, a new horse or a young horse, it's a lot more obvious that you'll start in pre-season, you've got some general conditioning. If you've got an established equestrian partnership, then you might think about when the competitions are, that's when you need to peak competitions all year or run for six months. Yeah, that happens in a lot of sports. But think about the ones that are big, that really count. Maybe there's a state or a nationals or an international competition. That might be a one-year cycle. If you're working towards an Olympics, for example, that's a four-year cycle. You want to think about when the big competition is. Aim to peak around that point and work backwards from there. The off-season might be your summer, for example, you might rest your horse for a few weeks, and so that will be off-season for the human athlete as well. Then you get back into pre-season and ramp up to in-season when you're actually competing. In the pre-season phase of competition, it's also known as the preparation phase, the trainers go going to focus on developing the basis or the fundamentals, general fitness, muscular strength, muscular endurance, cardiovascular endurance general body conditioning, these will all be part of pre-season training. As the program transitions into a more specific phase of preparation, the training might start to focus on more sports-specific aspects. This might include specific skills such as power, speed or specialised movements. Then we move to the in-season phase of competition, This can be very short or quite long, depending on the type of sport. For example, tennis in-season might only last two to four weeks during a tournament, but a sport like netball, this is going for about six months. Training focus during this phase of competition will shift more to strategy and tactics while still maintaining the skill and the sport-specific fitness levels required. The volume of training during competition sometimes decreases, especially during competitions that have performances or games every two to three days, such as a tennis tournament. And off-season, as the name implies, is the transition phase immediately following competition and focuses on relaxation and recovery. Training volume and intensity decrease. And an athlete may, in fact, take a full break and not train at all for a period of time if they really need it at this stage before ramping up again for pre-season. Those are the larger more general phases of periodization but there are also three sub-phases or cycles of periodization. The three main sub-phases are the macro cycle, the mesocycle, and the micro cycle and these are used to break up the training year into manageable chunks that join together to achieve those long-term goals. The macro cycle is your long-term cycle. This is your big picture planning. It usually spans a period of, say, a year in most competitions, but it can be longer periods. As I mentioned before, it could be four years for an Olympic Games, if that's the preparation you're doing. And athletes will set a big goal to achieve during that macro cycle so it might be competing at states or nationals. These macro cycle goals are used to guide the training and planning in the smaller subphases of periodisation. The mesocycle is a smaller chunk of time and can consist of a few weeks or a few months. The mesocycles often line up with those three phases that I mentioned before, the pre-season, in-season and off-season competition phases. For example, one mesocycle could be four weeks of general pre-season training. Mesocycles join together to create that big year-long or four-year-long macro cycle. And once you have that big macro cycle goal of Attending or competing at some national event, then you can break that down into smaller mesocycle goals that can be achieved during each of those different phases. Then we've got the microcycle. These are short duration cycles within the mesocycle. They might only last a week, they can vary in intensity on the different training days of the week. Each microcycle is often used to focus on a singular aspect that will add together with other microcycles in the macro cycle in order to achieve goals during that specific phase. And I'll give some examples shortly to make that a little bit clearer, but microcycles can also be really important when you have weekly competitions during an in-season phase. Those of you who compete in subsequent weekends with your horse will know that that's quite a busy schedule and takes its toll on the six-legged athlete. The real goal here of periodization, the reason that we have a good think about this and plan out our training strategically, is all about peaking. Peaking is when the athlete is performing at their absolute best during a competition, which is preferable. You really don't want to be peaking too early or not ready at the competition and peaking a month later. When planning your training year, the coach or trainer is going to work towards having the athlete peak for the most important competitions during that macro cycle. But peaking can be difficult, especially in sports that have really long in-seasons, which can be equestrian sports. Peaking requires the athlete to have great general fitness conditioning, sports-specific conditioning, as well as excellent skill execution, combined with strategy and tactics for best performance. Peaking also needs the athlete to be mentally focused to perform at their best. How do we get an athlete to peak? Well, first, the athlete will undergo intense training to make sure their body and the relevant components of fitness are at their highest. They'll undergo a large volume of high-intensity training that seeks to develop their skill execution and also those characteristics of a skilled performer that I went over in episode five of the podcast. However, just before the competition, match or series, the training might taper down to allow the athlete to have optimum levels of nutrients and rest so they can fully recover from training before the competition. This is why I really don't want equestrians or any other athletes just to think about their own rider fitness, their own training in the couple of weeks leading up to competition because they can very easily become exhausted. We all know that Organising our horse for a competition is a lot of extra work. And I'll do another podcast on competition preparation as well. As athletes, we're not going to be at peak all the time. Peaking can be short lived, but there are some identifiable characteristics when you know that an athlete is peaking. Their movement is effective and efficient and they are consistent in skill execution. They have an optimum level of fitness. They are recovering quickly from their training sessions. They have tactical awareness. They have self-confidence, mental focus and toughness. When all of these are present, the athlete has peaked and is ready to perform at their best. How good does that sound? These things don't happen by chance. They take a lot of strategy planning execution and hard work but they are absolutely possible and as i mentioned at the beginning there's a really good chance that you're training your horse to prepare for competitions in this way but don't forget about the rider because you'll notice those characteristics of peaking a lot of them really have to come from the rider we are the pilot the captain of the equestrian team the consistency The skill execution, the tactical awareness, self-confidence, mental focus and toughness. It's great if the horse has all that, but it's actually really more so coming from us. I mentioned tapering as another feature of periodization. This is when there is a reduction in the training volume and intensity just prior to competition to allow that peaking to occur. Because that high volume and intensity of training that helps get athletes to their best physical condition can also cause impairments in performance. Coaches or trainers will taper training, depending on the sport, no more than two to four weeks prior to competition, just to allow maintenance to occur, full recovery, without a reduction in the training benefits. Now let's apply this to equestrian sports. If we think about a pre-season general preparation phase, health and fitness-related components for a rider will be working on general fitness, cardiovascular fitness, strength, muscle endurance, making sure an athlete feels like they have energy, suppleness. Still in the pre-season, general conditioning phase, we'll begin to work on our skill-related components. For the rider, skill-related components may include things like balance or specific areas of suppleness, like the pelvis or the thoracic spine. And then we've also got our general skill building in the pre-season general conditioning phase. This is going to be done a lot in the saddle, working with your horse. In this pre-season general phase, you'd also want to introduce strategy and tactics for test riding or competing, and mental aspects of competition as well. Later in the pre-season phase, you'll move into pre-season sports-specific training, where you're maintaining those health related components you're really focusing on the skill related components and then refining the strategies and tactics so for equestrians it might be test learning or test riding. it might be attending some clinics or unofficial competitions just to get the six-legged athlete used to the environment and also developing those mental skills of focus, anxiety management, competition or performance mindset. When you move into competition phase, you want to again maintain all those health related components, maintain the skill related components. You want to be just perfecting those skills themselves and having them peak a real focus on strategy and tactics in this phase, and then maintaining those mental skills as well. Moving then into the off season phase, you might just do a small amount of the health related components. That might be some stretching, it might be some cross training, like swimming to keep up some cardiovascular fitness. The skill related components, again, are very small amounts. And then mental recovery is really important during that off-season phase. Although we need to be able to cope with the pressure of competition, we also need to be able to turn the pressure down and let the brain take a break. It might seem a little complex, but I hope you can see how the strategy behind starting with some general conditioning, moving into specific, getting ready to peak at competition, and then recovery as a cycle can help the athlete progress year after year and can also help prevent burnout and injury those microcycles can be added into any of those phases just to really focus on something that the athlete or the trainer has identified needs to be developed and i hope i've demonstrated that that 2 weeks leading up to competition is not the ideal time for the rider to start thinking about their own preparation next podcast, I'm going to start breaking these fitness elements down and I'll look at cardiovascular conditioning or cardiovascular fitness. What type of cardiovascular conditioning is most useful for equestrians? Thanks so much for joining me today. Until next time, happy riding.